Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sean Matthews Podcast, Episode 3. Me and Joe Thurman are back at it tonight. We're going to have a very, very good discussion, I hope. We have high hopes for our discussion. We have high hopes for uh, what our audience expects to hear and the product that we churn out. Um, I believe every episode has gotten better. Uh, ever since I got Joey on the show, um, Mr. Thurman has been uh, killing it, I would say. Um, he actually has a couple things to say before we really get into it. Uh, Joe, the floor is yours. Sure. Uh, Sean, it's always a pleasure. I just wanted to touch base with uh, a couple of folks that I know uh, listened to our last uh, our last episode, and, and it was about a heavy subject. But subjects sometimes are heavy. Life sometimes is heavy. And they really enjoyed it. And I just wanted to say, with regard to that, uh, once in a while, we're going to do a heavy show. But uh, a lot of people liked it. And I just want to clarify something, too. I didn't get a chance to, when we were when we were doing it the other night, we were recording the other night, and I, I kind of got off topic. But there's one thing that I did want to mention. It was... um it was with regard to near-death experiences and the medical community, the rebuttal to these folks that have had, because I mentioned a near-death experience in the, in the, uh, in the podcast. Um, the medical community has always taken the approach as a rebuttal to try and explain these things. They've always taken the approach, well, uh, well, the brain is losing oxygen rapidly and the synapses are firing at random, like really, really at a highly rapid rate. And it's a, it's a euphoria that's induced by this. Okay. That's the rebuttal. That's their theory. That's their, that's their hypothesis, but it's never been proven. And I just wanted to bring out a book that I read. It reminded me of a book that I read a decade ago. It was on the New York Times bestseller list. The book is called Proof of Heaven. And it's a neurosurgeon's journey into the afterlife. This fella, a neurosurgeon who was part of the medical community, who, who always took the approach that, well, there's a biological, there's a physiological thing that goes on there with the synapses and uh, you know the whole spiel. Well, if I told you that a neurosurgeon wrote a book about the subject of near-death experiences, you would automatically say, oh, he's probably given us that whole, well, this neurosurgeon wrote a book about near-death experiences because he did a 180-degree turnabout on the subject. He was part of the community who believed all that physiological stuff, but he had uh, an accident and he was in a coma for three months. And during the time when he was in a coma, some things happened and he had one of these experiences. And when he came out of a coma, he said, I have to change my whole philosophy on this subject. He says, I used to believe, like many of my cohorts in the medical community, that there was a physiological reason for this, an explanation. But after going through this, I saw some things that you would not believe, and I have to do a 180-degree turnabout on this subject. Not only did he do that, but he went and he saw the different uh, scans that were done. Cause when a person is in a coma, they get scans every now and then the brain work and so forth and so on. And he, as a neurosurgeon went back and analyzed the scans during the time that he was in a coma and he was looking for an explanation. He was looking for uh, some kind of an explanation. Maybe this part of the brain was overactive and this, well, he looked and he went in with the theory of, let me look in and see if this part of the brain or that part of the brain was hyperactive, firing these synapses and all this kind of stuff, so I can really get down to the truth. What he found, and I'm not going to tell everything, but what he found was, if that theory of the synapses and all the things and, and, and the brain playing tricks, if that theory were true, he knew what to look for. And he looked and he saw that the parts of the brain that would have been responsible for generating this illusion, those parts of the brain were completely inactive, dismissing that entire realm of thought, that entire rebuttal by the medical community. That's when he said, oh, my God, do I have – and it's a really interesting book. It's written again. It's not written by yeah, – I'm looking at I'm looking at the uh, the reviews on – good. there's a site called goodreads.com. It's also York, a, mm-hmm. uh, an app that I have 
to keep track mm-hmm. of books that I read and such. Uh, has a 3.71 rating. Uh, obviously, there's skeptics. There's a couple negative reviews that brings it down to a 3.7. Um, it was released in 2012. Yeah, it's been about uh, 10 years. Um, Eben, Eben Alexander, he's a play, medical doctor. Play Devil's Advocate really quick. Devil's Advocate might say, is he paid by any of the big religions to pipe this up? Are they telling pe- they're telling him to really to, to hype this up to prove the, to get more believers? Or what do you think? No, I don't think that at all. I think he's did it with ter- total earnestness. I think the man went through something. Like I said, he was on board beforehand as a neurosurgeon with that, you know, oh no, and this happens and, and the brain synapses are firing at a crazy rate and the brain is deprived of oxygen and this is why this happens and this is the rebuttal this is their only well, this is about- their hypothesis well let me just let me just finish and i'm going to put it to bed because we need we, we get to, <laughs> we'll get to some other stuff i just wanted to put it out there so folks can read the book and folks can make their own determination it's just very interesting and if i said to you it was coming from a butcher a baker a salesman or whatever it would be one thing but when this kind of stuff when a book like this is written about 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 near-death experiences by a neurosurgeon it's really worth reading. So I just wanted to bring that out. And then, then we can move on because you, you, yeah, we could I'm debate gonna... it all day, every day. I just thought it was pretty interesting, isn't it, though, when you, when you have a member of, you know, a member of a profession that dismisses these things, when you have that member that actually has an experience himself. Yeah. And he no, says, I agree. Oh. When somebody, uh, when, it's right. a sci- when, it's a, when it's a scientist, and a so-called skeptic of these near-death experiences, and then he totally has a 180, and then yeah. he writes a fucking book. Yes. Um, then yeah, it's it's interesting and it's intriguing. I'm not saying funny it's part a about this guy. You want to hear the funny part, Joe? He was born on this. He was he has the same birthday as my mother. A um, little bit older, but it's the same mm-hmm. birthday as my mother. It's just kind of interesting. Um, you know, that's uh, pops out at me, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be. I'm just, you know, we're going to move it's on interesting. here. I, I'm glad you brought this up. Give I'm it a read. Followed up on the last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I feel like a lot of our listeners enjoyed the last episode and were intrigued by it. And it made them think, uh, yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do devil's advocate again, really quick, a negative review. I'm just going to point something out. Um, you know, well, there's always going to be, said, negative he said, he, he implies that the brain suddenly came alive like a light switch when his eyes popped open more nonsense. The human body and brain doesn't work like that. And how did these out-of-body experiences make it into his dead brain to begin with? Like there's, you know, there's always going to be people, you know, poking holes in a story, right? But that's, Sean, that's what the listen, world is about, right? But there's, yeah, they're always going to be folks for what they're motivated for. What, and he didn't have any motive, but he went through this. He went through something. And that's all. I'm just saying, give it a read. Look, show me a book that, or, or a point of view anywhere that doesn't have quote unquote devil's advocates. And so, and I'm not complaining. I'm not claiming that this is the be all to end all. I'm saying it was a lot of the stuff that we spoke about the other night was unprovable, right? That's kind of what we said that you can't dismiss a lot of this stuff because people, some people may roll their eyes and, but and if you're going to dismiss something, you better have some proof. So if you don't have any proof, you can't dismiss it. If you can't dismiss it, it's on the table. And that's yeah. all I'm saying. So give it a read. It's an interesting read. We've done our time uh, with that subject for now. We're going to revisit it again because it's a fascinating subject. Yeah. But I just figured it's one thing I forgot to mention the other night, but I had uh, several people um, tell me that they really enjoyed our program the other night, my man. So uh, it was uh, it was a good thing. Yeah, the, the funny part was I was at a coffee shop and someone came up to me and said, uh, man, I really enjoyed your podcast. Um, I was in, kind of in shock. It's it's neat. It really that was is a, neat. No, Joe, that was a joke. We haven't reached that level <laughs> of fame. <laughs> we haven't reached. That I cool. thought you may be a friend that you send it to or something. I'm not. Uh, I'm not that's what cool. I said. Oh, no, I mean, I have. Uh, I have lots <laughs> oh, okay. of friends and family who have listened. Uh, I thought but, it was yeah, one of your friends or family. That's it. Yeah. I'm going to say this, Joe. When when you're in a coffee shop or when you're when you're getting your cheat meal, the fucking Taco Bell, whatever the fuck you're doing. Oh, if a stranger uh, walks up to you, yeah, that's, that's you know. Um, that's when you know we we didn't make it. 
you know, we can have <laughs> right. like 25 listeners, but you know, it was one of those things where you're like, well, that was cool. <laughs> it's what you just cool. said that I thought you were referring to maybe one of your friends or distant friends that you, that you, oh, okay. Okay. And, and that you bumped going, into him at the coffee. That's all. No, I, I didn't, just, I didn't yeah, think I was, that. <laughs> I was just making a lighthearted joke that that's you know, all right. we're starting to be recognized for our podcast is pretty cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, that would be cute. That would be um, cool. I just want to first, before we get really get into this podcast, I hope we didn't lose our listeners to, you know, people who didn't like the last show and they heard us continuing the last show. No, this, this episode is not going to be, I don't think there, I don't think there were any people that didn't like the last show. <laughs> Go ahead. You know, never know. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. It's, that's fine. It's, uh, but um, we had fun. today was a horrific day for the university of Virginia. There was a shooting. Three football players were shot dead. Two people were wounded. Uh, I'm not going to name the guy who did it because they don't deserve to be named. I, this is the thing that really irritates me about when things like this happen, when tragedies occur. Mm-hmm. Um, they make these people into uh, anti-heroes and they make them, uh, what's the word for it? Uh, uh, not notorious. Not infamous. Notorious. Infamous. You're right. Infamous. Um, they don't deserve to be named. They don't deserve to have the picture shown. Yes, people are going to find out there's going to be court cases and whatnot, but it's like, it's like, isn't that, isn't, that one of their, isn't that one of their goals in these, these sickos' minds where, just man, I did a... something and I'm going to be, I'm going to be famous and they, they're, they're famous for the wrong reasons, but they're famous and they're happy about it. Well, that's the whole thing. I wanted to, because as Franklin Delano Roosevelt said, a date that will live in infamy, right? Infamy. And a lot of folks, I just want to do, do a quick, cause I, you know, I like vocabulary. And, and I'm not being, being facetious when I say this, that I have people that I even know that say they've used the word infamous and they, they think it means famous. No. Famous means it's a good thing. Infamous means it's kind of, it's famous, but for the wrong reason, right? So I just want to make sure that um because i know folks that they'll they'll well, say something they'll they'll use the word infamous and they're really meaning famous they're so two you're different judging, things you're judging you're secretly judging your friends and family when they when they use the wrong form of <laughs> well, i'm not secretly judging i know, I know what I'm, you're saying when somebody, it, when, somebody has a, when somebody has a spelling error or a grammar error or like a, something like and you know it's wrong it's so tempting to be like to correct them but it's one of those things i read in a book years ago um, how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. Right, right, um, right. It's a lot of communication skills. It's a lot of people in business are required to read it. Um, don't point out when people make a mistake in their speech. No, or, you yeah, know, don't, no. don't, don't tell them they're wrong. I think this is kind of archaic because um, it's good to challenge people and good for them to learn. But it's one of those things where don't do it all the time because it's like, yeah, they, they just they just use that word improperly. But should I correct them? But yeah, you're right. Infamous means, uh, according to dictionary. Uh, having an extremely bad reputation. An example is an infamous city. Second one is deserving or, or causing an evil reputation, shamefully malign, detestable, an infamous deed. So we can, it's safe to say and, that this, this, this guy, right. um, I don't know. I don't know him. I don't know his, what he was thinking. I don't, you know, how do you get in these people's minds? Oh, I'm just going to go out today and I'm going to, I'm going to kill people. No, they're not like us. They're, they're psychos. They're bad people. They're evil. Um, and yeah, he could have been mentally ill, and there's room to think about that from that point of view. But no, this is one of those things where this should have been prevented. This guy's name does not deserve to be out there. Um, we don't want to make him famous. He shouldn't be infamous, but you know, everyone knows his name who knows the story. But on this podcast, no, he's not getting his name mentioned. That's fine with me. Um, and it's a tragedy, and rest in peace for those who dis- were killed and are deceased now and their families and it's got to be hell um so you know we want to keep this we don't want to keep this too uh serious but i had to i had to talk about that because it literally just happened today um so yeah it just sucks because imagine imagine that's your family member that's your friend and these guys are football players too they're talented they're in the scholarships in college and they're they have the world at their feet you know they can do anything with the world they they can they can they can be who they want to be. They can major in what they want to major in. They, maybe they'll go to the NFL. Who knows? But just the life's cut short is always tragedy, and we had to shed some light on that. Um, another thing that's uh, in the news um, is the big thing. It, you can't avoid this story. It's FTX, the crypto trading uh, exchange that is kind of like you know in deep shit right now because uh, it's kind of a weird. Uh, thing that happened where they had tons of tons of like Bitcoin and Ethereum, these cryptocurrencies um, on their exchange. And apparently they were like siphoning off money 
and spending too much money. They had like the Miami Heat arena, like named after them, like FTX arena, I believe. And uh, Sam Bankman, we can talk about him because he's not a killer. He's just a fucking scumbag. Um, and they, 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 people had their like, you know, tons of money in form of cryptocurrency on the exchange. We're not able to uh, cash out. And because they didn't have the money to pay them, right? So cryptocurrency works in different ways than the standard dollar. Um, but it, it, it's all about supply and demand and market conditions and whatnot. And people trusted that exchange. But what I say to people in crypto, because I'm in crypto, is if you really want your assets protected, if you really want no one to fuck with your assets, um, you you keep it on a ledger. You keep it on something private uh, with keys that you only you know. And once you have it on the exchange, and I was warned about this months ago, about Coinbase and these big exchanges, it was kind of a, a weird omen. They said, get your money off Coinbase, get your money off FTX and such like that, Binance, because um, they can literally just like take your money or they won't, they might not have the liquidity to, for you to, you know, I want to sell, you know, I want to sell 10 Bitcoin, Bitcoin's at 20,000. I want to sell 10 Bitcoin for $200,000. I'm going to put $200,000 in my bank account. I'm going to convert my Bitcoin to US dollars today. Um, and then they go to do it and it says, no, we can't do this. Why? Because companies like FTX and Sam Bankman um, don't have the funds to pay you when you go to exchange it. And but if those person had that ten Bitcoin uh, on their private like device on their private ledger um, on on their MetaMask wallet, these are crypto wallets. I know Joe, it sounds like I'm speaking a foreign language, but you know I'm in crypto. Yeah, so it's, it's rant really about not this. my thing. I want to but... rant about this for a second. We'll move on, but um, you know. If they had it on like their own their own um, MetaMask wallet, that's a crypto wallet. It's called. Uh, they can find other ways to sell that crypto for the money that they need, and then cash out. So, but FTX is one of the biggest fucking companies, and you know Steph Curry uh, worked for them as a promoter. They paid him basically. Tom Brady, they paid. Um, so they had these big legendary sports figures associated with their company. They're in commercials and they're promoting FTX, and people are saying. Oh yeah, I'm converting my money in the crypto and it's on FTX. And they got, you know, they didn't know this, obviously. They thought, oh, crypto's growing and it's huge. And, you know, it's it's a it's an industry is gonna be around forever. And uh, you know, they're paying me to promote it. I believe in it. It's awesome. A lot of players were taking their salaries in Bitcoin, like Trevor Lawrence from the Jaguars took a portion of his salary in Bitcoin. Um, then obviously Bitcoin went down, but even when everyone knew Bitcoin went from like sixty-five thousand around the peak, now down to sixteen sixteen thousand. Um, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, just because, you know, Steph Curry and Tom Brady are promoting, it doesn't mean it's like the best exchange, but people, you know, probably got on those exchanges because of these guys. So now I feel bad for Steph Curry. Now I feel bad for Tom Brady for being associated with FTX. Sam Bankman is uh, a scumbag, it seems like, but that's my thing. Uh, just from hearing this, Joe, um, what do you think about something like that where crypto is supposed to be unregulated. It's supposed to be hidden from the government where they can't just come in and take your money and regulate it. It's anti-establishment. Uh, do you have any opinion on, you know, someone like this where they're, they're literally just like spending, they're, they're literally just hemorrhaging money. And then people like me and you, when we go to take out like $10,000, we want to convert some of our Bitcoin or Ethereum. It's not there to convert. <laughs> You know, how livid you would be? Imagine putting yourself in their shoes. What do you think? Well, I, the only thing I can really say with it, because it is kind of a, a lot of the terminology you're using is, is for me, it's, it's, it's a different language. Um, but the only thing, um, that I can, the only thing really with the whole Bitcoin thing, um, is I, I ran it by a couple of people that I know that are in finance and, uh, Two people actually, they actually work in finance and this kind of a thing. And they both kind of thought that for now, um, probably just a good idea, probably to, to, to lay back and stay away and, and see what happens. You know, you measure three times and cut once. My dad was a carpenter by trade. And one rule he'd always told me is you measure three times and you cut once. Once you cut, you cut. You know, once you invest, you invest. And another one other thing that's common sense, but the people out there listening, when an investment opportunity seems too good to be true guess what it usually is so just be careful please yeah, be careful it's, it's, that's it all sucks. it sucks because um, it's what, what they call in the industry is fud fear uncertainty and doubt so there's a lot of fud fud 
surrounding crypto right now. And it's affecting anyone who's involved in crypto, even if they're not involved with FTX, because I'm in a crypto group, a very exclusive private uh, group. We were formerly called the NFT snipers. Now we're called the meta blazers. It's full of some phenomenal people. Uh, A couple of our bosses, we call them in the discord server is Willis P 90 Goldie Cobra shout out to those guys. But we are constantly discussing crypto and NFTs and what's going on with the industry. And these guys, a lot of these guys are nervous and we're like, what is going on? Like, because should we sell our, all our NFTs? They're non-fungible tokens for anybody who doesn't know. They're, they're non-fungible tokens. They're digital assets. They're worth, they're worth a lot of money at, you know, during that whole gold rush that kind of happened in 2021. It was awesome for everybody. It was like the wild, wild West. We're like, you know, what are we doing here? Just making money and stuff. But um, those guys are all like, do I sell everything now and just wait this out? So it's affecting a lot of people. And most of my friends, most of us in the group are very wise and smart investors. So we did take our money out when we saw the writing on the wall, what was going on when NFT prices started to drop. And there was kind of, a, we call it a bear market. A bear market is a slow market. Then there's a bull market where everything's selling, everything's hot. It's easy to make money, but bear markets are not fun. And it's just, it's usually cyclical about markets. And, um, this whole this whole FTX thing is fucking everyone uh, with the crypto right now because everyone thinks crypto is a scam and they think it's like what the hell we knew it was going to collapse and I told you so but um, you know our group Meta Blazers is staying strong we've become friends lifelong friends we're gonna we're gonna you know be friends regardless of what happens with crypto but uh, I just wanted to get that out of the way um, and okay uh, it you you certainly did that and I just wanted to ask you a question. Did you take any crypto money and invest in, in your cable bill? And have you seen any interesting shows on on TV lately? Um, okay, okay. It's, I'm happy you uh, happy you brought that up because we started the show off with some downers. Um, let's talk about an upper here. Uh, Tulsa King with Sylvester Stallone, aka Sly, on okay. Paramount Plus. I believe it's exclusively on Paramount Plus. I got to check if it's on Paramount Network too. I saw the previews um, for that. Uh, I intend on watching it, but go ahead. Yeah, it is. I watched the first episode. There's only been one episode. Um, it's not one of the shows where you can just, they released all the episodes and you can binge it because that's. Right. Uh, that's the way I like to do it. But this show, when I tell you it's good, it is. If you find like mob guys funny, but imagine, imagine like mob guys, a mob guy is in jail for like 25 years and then he gets out <laughs> of jail and then he's like, He's from New York. He's from the area. And uh, like he gets out of jail on this whole like mob group. Like he took the fall for them pretty much. That's why he was in jail. He didn't rat on them. He did the right thing for the, in terms of like mob, the unwritten code, right. you don't rat on your fellow mobsters and <laughs> you go to jail. You take the fall and you do some time for them, but everything's good. And when you get out, they reward you. Uh, so he gets out of jail and they're like, Hey, we're sending you to Tulsa. <laughs> he's like, and it's just Sylvester Stallone. And he's like, what? He's like, we're sending you to Tulsa. And like, he literally like he's like he's like this is, this is what you do to me I don't ride on you guys I spent twenty five years in jail and you sent me to fucking Tulsa and I'll just give an example um, one scene he gets to Tulsa and he's trying to figure out like how to establish his territory and like a lot of the mob guys back in the day how they made their money was um, they call it protection for any business and they really just like abused like these these mom and pop owners and stuff by like saying. You know, we'll protect you from like anybody. We'll protect you from this. We'll protect you from that. Just give us 20% of all your profits. So yeah. the first thing that Sylvester Stallone does, um, he gets out of the airport. He needs a cab. He doesn't know what Uber is. He doesn't know what a cell phone is. He doesn't know what an app is. He's been in jail. So that's already funny, him trying to figure out the world now. Yeah. But um, but then he goes to a weed dispensary and uh dispensary and um in in Tulsa and he goes in there and he starts like, you know, getting really mad and say, Oh, you need my protection. Who's the owner. I want to see the owner. And I don't want to give away the whole show, but like, basically he tries to like, you know, strong arm this guy to like give him 20% of the profits of the weed and stuff. And he's like, Oh, what if, well, the government, cause when he went in jail, we was illegal. Right. So he's like, what if the government, I'm going to protect you from the government. No one's going to take your weed. No one's going to take your money. The government can't do this. And, and the guy's like, wait, weed's legal he's like what are you talking about it's like you there's me? so many moments there's so <laughs> yeah. many moments in this episode where you're like you're like it's the funniest shit ever and if you like sylvester stallone as an actor anybody who likes rocky anybody who likes any of the rambo movies anything stallone's been in um this is a whole different side of stallone it's more comedic um i believe his name is droit dwight man freddy and uh Oh my, the whole episode, I was enthralled. I was captivated. I was laughing. I was like, this is good TV. 
I believe in IMDb, they gave it an 8.4 rating initially, and it was just released, I believe, yesterday. But um, it's awesome, and I recommended it to Joe, uh, the man, the myth, the legend who's on this podcast, <laughs> and I believe you're going to check it out, right? I, I fully intend to. I, I looked at the – there's, you know, the uh, the clips, the previews, and just the previews looked kind of funny. He was referring to a pair of shoes he had. And he's, you know, he's talking about, uh, you know, these are straight from Italy where my, my my pop was born and this kind of a thing. It was just a funny line that he had in a bar. And it's just just a quick glimpse that I had. Oh, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. He, he, put, he, put, he puts his he says, what are your shoes made of? The guy says, like, it's made out of like reptile skin. And then he puts his shoe on the on the bar stool. And he's like, yeah, this is this is from Italy. I guess we love dinosaurs like this. The whole show is full of like the writing is excellent. Yeah, I think the guy said this is made from reptile skin right out of Louisiana or something like that. He yep, referenced yep, a place. Yep. And then Sly says, yeah, these are made from Italy, birthplace of my my old man or something like that. It yeah. was a funny line. But, you, yeah, he's not the best actor in the world. But he but is. For this he, role, for this mm-hmm. role, he's perfect. Though. And he has always been so even Rocky at times was, you know, was, was humorous. You know, he, he was serious oh, yeah. at times, too. But there were parts where Rocky, the character, was funny. Too. And he can just, you do? Do you can you can you do the impression from Rocky where he says Adrian? Do you have Do you have that in your uh, arsenal? Can I'm I put you on the spot, but I don't know if I can do that. But you know, I I know I I can do a little bit for you, Paulie. You know, maybe <laughs> maybe it's the hell with me. Maybe it's the hell with you, Paulie. I don't know. I don't know if I can do it or not. To be honest, and I just a he's little bit. End, he's like he's all bloody. His face is all fucked up from the fight. He's like, Adrian, I did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's supposed to be like a very like emotional moment, but looking back at it now, it's kind of funnier than it's when you're watching the movie, you're so pumped up. He wins and everything, but you're like, this shit is funny, man. Yeah, those those are those were those were good movies. And they're always it's always neat to watch. Apollo Creed was a character, too. He was those boys. Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang was all time, though. That Ivan Drago. Like, come on. Drago. Yeah, he was. I must break you. You know, he was, they, they were, he, and those boys were cut up too, boy. Those boys were put together. There was inspiration. I can remember as a young cat, like in my late teens and looking at those movies, like, I want to lift weights too. And I never reached that kind of status, but there was inspiration for all of us back in the day to, uh, you know, everybody wanted to, to lift weights and deep to look like Rocky. And uh, it was, when it was, this, I'm not going to, you don't have to name any names or even yourself. Cause I'm pretty sure you didn't, but, any of your boys ever take steroids? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yours true. I can't. I'll be honest with you. I contemplated it uh, at one point. I really contemplated it at one point because it, this was back in in the early nineties, and just people were doing them, and, and everyone knew that yeah, they can be, they can be quote unquote detrimental for your health, but no one ever seemed to you know. So, and they were they were you know everywhere you could get them easily and if you if you were in the gym and you were pumping iron three days a week four days a week and you're trying to get gains and then you see a guy walk past you that looks like a cartoon whose arms look like hams and he's all ripped up and you know he's doing them uh the temptation is there because you know geez i got these kind of gains just naturally if i were to do those things i'd explode you know it was just always this temptation that i could look like a cartoon i could be that and yeah, when you get into this ball don't your balls shrink and your, well, your penis shrink yeah these are all the things that you hear about that were instrumental in me deciding not to do it that you when when you really think about well I, fortunately for me too i had um my brother-in-law uh, was a genetic engineer. He's retired now, but he worked for Eli Lilly. Genetic engineer. This cat knew the body and knew science really well. And I spoke to him at a point where I was thinking about it. A buddy of mine and I were thinking about it. A buddy of mine was a bouncer, and he was thinking he didn't even really need. Well, he would have exploded too, but he he was a bouncer even without taking. But we were we were contemplating it. We weren't, you know, we were really doing our homework on this stuff and i spoke to my brother-in-law about this and he says you are absolutely positively insane he said don't do it and he went through this whole shopping list of things that were you know things that could go wrong and now every guy thinks about you know your balls shriveling up and and you you know you not being able to perform and that this kind of all you know those kind of things uh acne was another but my brother-in-law also talked to me about uh, your your liver, your kidneys, your insides, and, and 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 all these other things. And I thought, 
you know, what price are we going to pay here? And then he turned to me and he says, you know, do you really need them? And he says, I know what you're thinking, this and that. But he says, you're not put together too badly now. And you're lifting and, and you're all natural. And he says, what what do you really need? And, and fortunately, I didn't, nor did my partner ever. And you know what, Sean? I'll tell you what. This was the early 90s. And by the mid-2000s, I'm telling you that uh, at least two or three people that I can think of that we're taking them um, are no longer with us. Now, I don't know. And, you know, I can't, well, no one comes you, out, you know, but. Do you think that Barry Bonds' home record, uh, home run record is legit and that he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame or like his head grew like three sizes, like, you know. Well, they were all doing them too in, in pro in pro sports. They were all doing them. And, um, um, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we'll talk about this in another episode, but do you think that the guys who use steroids like McGuire and Bonds and Clemens, do you think they deserve a spot in the Hall of Fame? I do. You know why? Because in Barry Bonds, uh, if he hits a home run and it goes 540 feet on steroids, he would have still gotten that ball out of the ballpark if he, if he wasn't on steroids. It would have just been, you know, 400 and, 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 30 feet or something like you know i, I don't no but it's I, not just it's not just the distance though it's their, their their reaction times and everything is is sped up steroids does more than i've never taken steroids the closest thing to steroids that i've ever taken this is not even close to steroids it's called creatine and that became yeah that's that's day. nothing compared to yeah my mom was so so mad at me when i started taking creatine in college um, I actually wrote a whole research paper about it. It was one of my freshman papers um, about like why creatine is good for athletes and why it helps. Cause it's in, it's naturally in meat and stuff. It's just like, you know, natural. Right. Um, but it's, right. it's in a powder form. And basically what it does is just, you're basically able to lift more, but it's a lot of water weight. So you're putting on weight you think is muscle, but it's more water weight. But my, my, I always had I always had a defense to my mom when she said, oh, don't take that creatine powder. That stuff is dangerous and stuff. Um, I was always like, mom, here's my research paper. I had like a, I basically wrote like a scientific paper on it, but that's the closest that I got to uh, steroids. I would never touch steroids ever. Well, that's good because uh, in the, in the creatine, the creatine, however you want to pronounce it, uh, that came along after the, the, the time that I'm talking about. I think, uh, in the, in the, it, it was just a, a couple of years later, like five, six years later that this creatine started, but all the juicers that I know and juicer by juicers, I mean, people that have taken steroids tell me that the, the creatine is nowhere near as strong no, no, as, that's, as kind of a thing. Yeah. But it's not. Isn't one of the best compliments you can get as a, as a person who lifts weights and goes to the gym a lot is when somebody says, Hey man, you taking steroids? Like that's like, no, but thank you for saying that. The, and that, and that has happened a couple couple times to me not recently but back in the day yeah and i was popping you know my, my physique was a little and some people would say man and i ran into to, to one dude that i went to high school with um and he saw me and he says and he saw me at the gym and i hadn't seen him in like 10 years and he saw me at the gym and we shook hands and he dabbed me up you know and we did and he goes man he says I didn't want to say nothing man but you you blew up you blew up like a tent man you blew up like a tent and that was a compliment. And he's asking, and he's subtly asking me. I said, "No, nah, no, nah, I didn't." I said, he says, "But man, he says all right." Because another thing that happens to, uh, to the for males anyway, that between for most of us between eighteen and twenty five, you grow into your man built. You know, it really is, and it it takes different. But you grow into your, you know, to your male, your man physique between those usually between those. So that helps too. Yeah. Um, so between that happening and me, you know, taking, so I did make some big changes and he caught me. I was at the gym too. So I was already in the middle of a workout and pumped up, but I'll never forget that. It was like complimentary because yeah. he was suggesting like, are you really, you know, yeah. they, they, so, I said, no. Um, what I'll say, we're on the topic of steroids. You asked me what I've been watching. Uh, one of my friends, Anthony recommended a show called killer Sally to me. It's a documentary on Netflix. It's three parts. It's, it's all about steroids. It's all about bodybuilding. It's about a murder. Sally McNeil was a famous bodybuilder married to some guy named Ray McNeil. Um, she killed him. They were both taking steroids and like, they were so like pent up all the time and they were abusive to their kids. They were abusive to each other. Um, and then it got out of hand where she literally shot him to death. Um, just to give you an example of what steroids can do. I'm not saying it wouldn't have happened if they were, if they weren't taking steroids, but I highly recommended this documentary. Um, to anybody who, uh, you know, who's interested in like, you know, documentaries, number one, but 
you know, steroids and how dangerous they are. Um, also, it's a very interesting story. Um, so Joe, your homework is maybe, well, we're not going to, uh, well, we could continue to, we, every week when we're talking, if you start watching, if you start keeping up with uh, Tulsa King, we can talk about Tulsa King for sure. But if you watch Killer Sally, um, we can watch, uh, we can talk about it uh, maybe like, you know, next pod or you know, a week from now. Cause I think you'll actually really enjoy the podcast, uh, the documentary too. Um, and what yeah. you said, this is a three part thing or it's something. Three part, a- yeah. Do you, do you have Netflix? I do not have Netflix, okay. my friend. So, okay. Uh, yeah. I, I do have say, the Paramount. I was going to say, though, was gonna say off the air, man, I'll send you my Netflix login details, but apparently Netflix is cracking down on, on, uh, uh, people sharing their logins that Netflix started losing money. So then they, what are the, like, what they do? They're like, okay, well, we'll have ads. Okay. We'll make money off ads. We'll have an ad. We'll have an ad uh, subscription. So you'll pay like half the price, but you have to see ads fine. But then they also said, we're going to prevent people. We're going to crack down on anybody sharing their passwords and logins. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Like, you know, I, <laughs> I can't, I can't share this. So, but you know, and they're, they're losing money every time, you know, save the, you know, like five people are sharing one account. Think about the money they can make off those four other people and then multiply that exponentially. But um, yeah, it's one of those things where they're cracking down, but um, Netflix is awesome, man, but it's just a little bit more expensive than the other streaming services. But uh, you got it. Didn't you get a trial to, uh, to Apple or TV? You watch a couple of shows on Apple, right? Yeah, the, and the, I do, and and I like the uh, I like the subscription. Uh, there have been myriad of shows that I've already watched. That one that I was telling you, I was telling you about, and I think a lot of people. Uh, the name the, the name is is um, it's escaping it's escaping right. It's about the the company and the mind tricks that are the oh, memory. Yeah. And, and I, for some reason, I'm having a moment, and the name is um, it's escaping me right now. Um, I know exactly what show you're talking about. It's about where they, they don't remember anything outside of work. Yes, yes, yes. It's that one. Uh, the name will come to me eventually, but there's one that I just saw recently. I watched it. Like you're talking about, uh, watching the, uh, talking about severance, the show severance. Severance. Thank you. You know, we have these moments and this is, this is live TV here. You know, so what are you going to do? So, um, severance was, was a really well done. Did severance kind of scare you? That they can have technology like that, where like your brain goes into a building and you don't remember anything outside that building, does that scare you? Well, it didn't scare me because I think I think it didn't it didn't scare me per se because I don't think it could ever. You'd have to even those characters agreed to, if I'm not mistaken, they agreed to, um, you know, that happening. They sat down and I think they agreed to it, not really knowing, you know. Um, how it would affect them, but I think they agreed to, but it, no, that idea didn't scare me of it really happening in real life, but it's a really, it's a neat thought. It really is a neat thought. And it's one of these things where you, one of these ep- uh, shows where you watch the first like 20 minutes and you're like, this has come on, but then you get a little further in and it's just very creative and it's different, but I digress. The most recent show that I saw on, and there've been a few, but the most recent show that I saw on Apple was a show called, and I'm looking around for, I'm just looking and looking and bouncing through different ones. And I saw this one called Bad Sisters. And I'm looking, I'm thinking for reading it and okay, and okay, let me, let me give it a shot. And it takes, takes place over in, in Ireland and uh, there's a group of sisters in this family, all adults and one sister is married to this character who is really just an uh, I mean every I mean he's just a really a, a, a diabolical scumbag this I guy think, really I was. I think I know who you're, t- I think he's from a show that I watch about uh, Dracula um, his name is Clay's Bang, his name in the show is John Paul Williams yeah, yeah. He I played, think his he, last name. Yeah. I mean, he, he did have playing like evil characters. He played like Dracula. But then I yeah, John looking, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it has an eight point three on IMDb. It's actually like legitimately ranked. I'm going to check it out. But um, another uh, actress on the show is her name is Sharon Horgan, and she's from a show I know from a show called Catastrophe. I saw like the first season or two on Amazon. Um, I thought it was pretty funny, but I know. She was more of a comedic actress in that show. Is she funny in this show? The the girl who plays Eva? 
the girl who plays Eve, I'm trying to get the, the I, I'm trying to get the, the names down. It was a, it, there was one that was a brunette. She's, she's older. She's older, and she's kind of got like dirty blonde hair. She's older though. Oh 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 yeah 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 yeah. I know the one you're talking about now. You, you what what did you ask me about her? Is she what? Does she play a comedic character? Or is she just like is she like too serious? Or she's serious. No, she's serious. Okay, because it's funny. Like some people get typecast. You know, they play someone really funny and then they have to be someone funny the rest of their career. And they have to, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like, do they have range? Can they, will the audience take them seriously? I just, you know, it's, I just watched this guy doing keg stands and stuff in another movie in a frat party. And then like, now I'm watching this guy like be a CEO and like, you know, try to solve world peace in another movie. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, it's one of those things where, you know. Actors can go from role to role, but some unfortunately get typecast in just specific roles. Well, hold that thought because I just would give you a quick synopsis of what this is about. Then I want to touch on what you just said. Uh, just for the people who might be listening, like, what's that show about? I just wanted to, it's five sisters, four sisters, five sisters in a family, and they're all, you know, uh, you know, married, uh, except for the one. There's one that's not married. Um, but the one of them, and she's the nicest, most mild mannered, timid one of all. And she's married to this character, this John Paul character. Like I said, it's just a diabolical ever. I mean, he's really a nasty, I mean, bad dude, just a bad dude. And he'll say that. I'll just add to your point real real quick. Um, It's funny because diabolical bad dudes make great TV characters and it's great entertainment. You can agree on that, right? Like the the bad guys, the bad guys are the best shows. Yeah, I said it's a good show. I mean, and he makes you hate him, which means he's he's doing his making you feel something, right? Right. Well, and he's doing his job as an actor. He's making you you want to punch the TV sometimes, but he's doing his job as an actor. I'm sure the actor himself is a pretty good guy. But to go back to it, he's a really bad guy, and the sisters have had enough. They've had enough, and they really start to talk amongst themselves and joke around a little bit, like, yeah, we ought to do this or we ought to do that. Don't, don't, all, tell, all, don't give me any spoilers, not, by the way. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but then that little joke of, no, we couldn't do that. We couldn't. And then they look at each other, and they're like, hmm, that's all I'm going to say, that they come up with a solution to deal with this SOB. Okay, so that's that guy. He's good at playing bad guys, not only from the Dracula show, but he's also in a movie I just saw. I saw this movie twice in theaters. It's called The Northman. It's about Vikings. Um, I don't want to give away what happens, but he plays a like he plays a fucking bad guy in that movie. So this guy, this guy is a bad guy. It's working. So but in talking about your other point that you had a couple minutes ago about the the differences in in an actor he could play one role and then you see him in another one and it's like the inverse there's one that steps the the one that to me that 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 steps out uh with in that regard more than anything that i can remember uh is archie bunker Archie Bunker, Carol O'Connor, and yet we all know anyone who's seen All in the Family, and for for kids that are just younger, check out All in the Family. It's one of the premier sitcoms in American history, and Archie Bunker plays a certain character, a nitwit, redneck. He's like a redneck bigot and this kind of a thing, and and he's just not a real serious guy that you. He's bald with white hair, right? Yes, Carol O'Connor. I feel like I've seen that show a bunch of times at night and like hotel rooms for some reason that would always be on. It, it, it's funny. It's still funny TV. But anyway, his character as Archie Bunker. And then about a decade later, he plays a police chief in a small town in Mississippi in a serious program that was a spinoff of a famous movie called In the Heat of the Night. In the Heat of the Night was a famous movie with Sidney Poitier and Rod Steiger. Uh, and they made a series out of it based on the movie. And that series they made, Carol O'Connor, the same guy that played Archie Bunker, plays a police chief way down south now, way down there in Mississippi. <laughs> and uh, he, he plays uh, the police chief down there. And it just the, the, uh, the difference, you know. It is unbelievable and the I range wanna, i don't want to put you on this i don't want to put you on the spot here but um you told me when i first met you you told me a very funny story because you're a big <laughs> philly sports fan <laughs> you told me a story about how you like you were in enemy territory the phillies were playing the braves and you were in georgia and you went to the bathroom can you just do you do you feel comfortable telling that story really quick Oh yeah, I, I was I was down there, and this is early. Let me see, so it had to be not early. It's ninety ninety three ish, ninety three. 
uh, and I was down there in Georgia. A couple of friends and I went down there just that we wanted to just get down south. And on the way down, we played golf at, in Myrtle Beach in South Carolina. Like, anyway, we were in Georgia. <clears throat> we're at a bar one night. And I was three quarters of the way, you know, in the tank, um, feeling no pain at all. And I had to remember where I was because, you know, when you're, when you get away from where you live and you get in different areas, you got, just got to watch. So especially, you know, and I'm not just saying, I'm just especially down South. I mean, believe it or not, there's still some, you know, there's still some, there's still some, uh, Racist people. people. Well, it, it, yeah, I want to choose my words carefully, but there's, you know, there's still some tension oh, sometimes true. between certain. Well, there is stereotyping, but there are still racist people all over the world. So, right. And with regard to the South, you have to watch it. Great place, but you know, if you're from here and you go down there and you're looking for trouble, you can find it. The same as the other. You know, it goes the other way around too. But <clears throat> excuse me, I step into the bathroom. <clears throat> and I'm doing what I got to do. And next to me, three, four feet away, there's a fella doing what he has to do. And we're both just standing there. You're at the, you're at the urinals, right? Yeah, we're at the urinals. And we're just kind of, I'm looking straight ahead at the wall and he's looking straight at the head at the wall. <laughs> and, you know, the, the baseball game was on the TV out in the bar and the Phillies were playing the Braves. And I also had uh, a Philadelphia Eagle shirt on and it was, it didn't have bold letters or anything, but it was a black shirt with a green Eagle and a football and Philadelphia written in like green. It wasn't a real loud shirt, but it was enough to anyway, I don't know if he saw that or not or whatever. I don't know if he's looking for like some antagonism. I don't know, but we're standing there and we're both at the urinals and he just out of the clear blue, he says something or other. Uh, I, I hope the Braves, I hope the Braves are winning that. I reckon they, I reckon they should, they will something like that. I reckon they will. Yeah. And you, instead you, of me, normally you, I would, you, you blow. Oh yeah. So, uh, yeah. So get to your part. Okay. Uh, normally I would have part of me wanted to turn and say, I don't think so, bro, because you know, they're playing the Phillies tonight. Cause so yeah. I don't know if your Braves are going to win, but I didn't, I remembered where I was and I just turned to him in all seriousness. And he's, like I said, he said, um, I hope the Braves win tonight. I reckon they will. And I just turned to him and I went, yeah, they should. Just like that. In that same, in yeah. that same, not were, only did I were, agree with him. You were, yeah. a, you were a chameleon in that situation. You wanted to avoid trouble. You didn't want any fights. You wanted to have enjoy your night. And you just did what you had to do in that situation. Right. And I not only did that, but because I had a few in me, I even put a little drawl in there too. Like, yeah, they should. That's <laughs> all so just you like that. It was just it's a true story. This is one of the first stories when we, when we first met and you started telling me like stories. Um, I was just like, man, that's funny. Like, <laughs> but, uh, okay. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. Uh, so did he, did he, did he totally buy it? Oh yeah. He just, just said something rather. And then he said some other silly thing about crown Royal. He's going to get another crown Royal. And I said, yeah, I heard that. Something like that. And we both <laughs> laughed. Nice. And he went on his way and I went on my way. That's all. Yeah. Now that could have well, gone that could have gone the other way if 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 I would have let my initial like what do you mean the Braves are going to win? You're playing the Phillies, bro. Exactly. You held back, you held back from what you really were thinking, but you also recognized the situation. It's survival of the fittest, it's a survival skill. You survived the situation. You don't have some idiot hitting you for over fucking baseball, well, right? Well he had he had seven or eight of his buddies and and uh you know the Confederate flag draped on their pickup trucks and I'm I'm outnumbered. I got two guys with me, he's got seven or eight, and I'm on enemy territory, so to speak, foreign territory. I just figured I just figured, okay, let let him have whatever. It's like, okay, you know. Yeah. So I just acquiesced. That's all. Yeah. So I just want to quickly uh bring up something that I'm kind of disappointed about um proposition 26 and proposition 27 in california i don't want to talk about politics but uh sports gambling and uh gambling in california was voted down again and for the life of me i can't understand why because california has had weed legal for years they seem to be ahead of their time with a lot of things uh they're a liberal state um 
for them to vote down gambling, what I was reading really quickly was they voted it down because they didn't want the Indian, the Native American uh, casinos and stuff because that's where it's legal. Something about them would have a monopoly or something like that. I don't know, but they'll, I don't know what their reasoning is or rationale. Um, but sports gambling is pretty much legal in like 30 out of the, the states in the country. Um, someone told me tonight at, uh, I went to a Villanova basketball game, my first time at the Finneran Pavilion. Uh, phenomenal place, very impressed with it. I was at the Pavilion, obviously, tons of times when I was a student at Villanova, but. We were talking before the game. I was talking to some of my buddies uh, who I know from the Villanova Sports Board. Um, they're buddies online because they're part of our Villanova message board. But, you know, a couple of these guys I met for the first time tonight, and they're great guys. But one of them brought up, because I mentioned that my friend McKenzie used to live in California. He works for a gambling show in Vegas, and we're talking about gambling. And, you know, he's like, this guy Eric was like, uh, who runs the board, basically. Um, he said, California gambling was voted down sports game gambling and whatnot. And I was just like, Whoa, I, that, that blew me by surprise. I was like, that is, you know, what do you think? Why is, why would, let's not get too political here, but like the Republicans and the Democrats are, it voted uh, gambling down. It's like, what do you, why? Why? Yeah. What, I don't what know, do you Sean. think? I mean, Without, without reading articles, without having knowledge of this, what's your first impression that a state like California is not getting into the fold? I know gambling's not – a lot of people say like you know gambling not, might not be the best for society and they have the reasons and whatnot. But like California doesn't seem like a state who would you know be against gambling and Vegas is so close. And I know people who have to like drive to the other states, especially like Nevada, just to get some bets in. Um, do you have any – Do you have? I don't care. You know, It doesn't matter if you have an opinion or not. Well, that's the whole thing, Sean. I'm, I, I to, and I told you this before. I'm not really a big gambler, so I no, really don't follow as, that. As a neutral, and I, I don't give. I really don't give a rat's ass whether it's whether it's legal. It's not legal as far as what I. I really don't, and I'm not being facetious with you. That's probably why I don't have uh, an opinion on it one way or the other. Is because I just don't. I I could. Re, I and I'm not being funny. I just um, okay. You know, and you're asking me for yeah, why might more, that be? Like a, Could like be myriad general... reasons why. I don't know. You, you, you know, you'd have to yeah. ask the, you know. It just, it just seems, it just because California, like I said, they have weed legalized for years. It's like they're ahead of their time with a lot of things. Climate they're progressive, change, right? It's right. Like, you know, I don't know. Um, so you're, we're going to wrap up here in a couple minutes. Um, but I have to, you know, for the audience who are craving some sports. Um, and for the record, I wish I could have given you more there, Sean, but I have to be honest. Yeah. I just don't, you know, I, yeah. I Villanova, Villanova played uh, Delaware State tonight. Uh, we were favored by 36 points. Uh, Delaware State's only win, they only played two games, was versus, was, was, uh, versus a D3 team. They lost to Virginia Tech by 38 points. Um, we were favored by 36. I know we're missing uh, our McDonald's All-American Cam Whitmore and our uh, potentially All-American point guard Justin Moore. But for the fact that we barely we struggled and we barely won and we only won by ten points when being favored by thirty six was like whoa like, um you know I enjoyed the game I enjoyed being there I had great seat, uh but you know as a Villanova fan it's like I don't know I think the bright spots that I saw was Brendan Housen uh, freshman guard he hit a couple key threes his stroke really looks smooth he's got a quick release uh, I think he's going to be a potential player for us uh, Mark Armstrong the uh, future point guard. Um, had a decent game tonight. Um, but yeah, it's just for the Villanova fans who might be listening, especially from VU Sports. Uh, I think our team has a lot to improve on. I think Kyle Neptune has a lot to uh, work on. Uh, I think once we get Cam Whitmore back, we'll be better. Uh, but just continuing with Philly sports. Um, Joe, you're, you're a diehard Eagles fan. They suffered their first loss tonight. I believe they're eight and one now. Yep. Um, just to give you a, just explain in like, a, like, you know, one or two minutes, what your initial thoughts about the team is and, you know, are they Super Bowl contenders still? Did you expect them to go undefeated? Uh, how did they okay. lose the game tonight? What was going on with the refs? You know, it, 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 it's a good question. And there are a lot of emotions flying around even right now. It's an hour or two after the game, two hours after the three, whatever, after the game. Um, here's the thing. No one's gone perfect record since the Miami Dolphins did it way back in the day, and it probably will never happen again. It's hard to to do that. Um, I don't care who you are, how good you are as a football team. It's National Football League, and 
sooner or later, you're going to lay an egg. You're going to have a bad day. And you want to have your bad day during the season. You don't want to have a bad day in the playoffs, you know. Um, and I just think it was one of those things tonight. They're coming in here. The Eagles are 8-0. Everyone's coming after you. All the teams are trying to knock you off and be the first team to beat you. Uh, you have that factor. Uh, you have uh, right now, for some reason, our ball club. Now, we're missing uh, we're missing Jordan Davis, the big fire plug defensive tackle in the middle who's a big run stopper. But even at that, they should be doing a better job stopping the run than they are of late. I hope it's not going to be a problem that continues. I hope they shore that up. Uh, and there were a few things that happened tonight that just made me believe that this, this just wasn't meant to be tonight. I mean, I saw, uh, Quez Watkins down the stretch there catch a ball. Uh, it was like a full 45 or 50 yard pass. He catches the ball. He goes to the ground. He's untouched. He gets back up to run. And just as he's getting back up to run and tuck the ball under his yep. arm, awesome. perfect timing. The guy comes along from behind him, knocks the ball loose. That was going to, they were going in for a touchdown there. The drive before that, um, the uh, Dallas, da- the Del- Dallas yeah, Goddard, yeah, Dallas the mask, but they can't review the, apparently you can't review the face mask. That's right. Everyone- if they were able to review the fat rule, Sean, that would have been not only the Eagles ball, but they would have gotten another 15 yards. But even if you just take that away, I mean, it was just, that was an, and everyone saw that that wasn't called that last penalty that was called on Brandon Graham. You know, for a late hit on the quarterback, when the guy did take a knee, he was trying to like make sure Taylor Heineke didn't get hurt. He was, was, yes, it would be different if he. And we all watch football; we know the difference. If he would have come along and really put the wood to him, I'd have said, "Okay, he deserved it." He's trying to hold up and trying to reach out and grab him, like hug him, to prevent from really hitting him hard. There's and that was that was right there. I believe was right that then that was fourth down. That was that was the ball game right there because then the clock ran out. That should have never been called at that point. You can't make that call as an official to end a game, especially I mean that was just it was really a poor call. Now I'm not gonna complain and bitch and moan about the referees and this and that, but you gotta you gotta at least look at that. And here at the end of the day, at the end of the day. I don't care how doggone good. Irene, I was telling you this before one time about you know, the, the aberrations that can take place during the course of a season. Uh, I'm an Eagles fan. In 1994, we went out to San Francisco, Steve Young and those guys and Jerry Rice and all that kind of Ricky war, all those kind. We went out there and we played that team, that San Francisco 49er team. We beat them 40 to eight. This was in like October. We beat them 40 to eight in their own house. And for us, it was a big deal and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And it had been their first loss, I think, of the, Okay, you know what happened that year? The Eagles didn't make the playoffs, and the San Francisco 49ers won the Super Bowl. And you see this time after time. that Was that, look, was that 94 when they beat the Chargers? Yeah. Yep, okay. I believe. Um, but they won the Super Bowl that year because I remember the irony of the whole thing. But it's not just that. Every year you see it. Now, here's the thing for Eagle fans. Don't jump off the Ben Franklin Bridge tomorrow. Everybody relax for a second. We this football team is is still very talented. They're still one of the better teams in this conference. I don't know if they're the very best, but if they're not, they're they're one or two. Okay, and there's a lot of football to be played. We just have to get the run defense shored up offensively. So Jordan Davis, Jordan Davis comes back in like I think he's coming back in like four weeks. So he's not going for the season, right? Not going for the season, and we get him down the stretch, and really. The the season starts after Thanksgiving is when the season starts. Now, we've got eight wins in the bank, right? So now we got this out of the way. In a way, it's almost, in a weird way, it's almost like a relief. But now we're going to see. It's funny that this you say, uh, it's, not, it's funny that you say you got eight wins in the bank because uh, literally the next topic before we end the show is uh, the eight billionth child is about to be born. Eight billion, there's going to be eight billion people on this planet. Um, but, you know, People are worried about the population growing too large. Um, there's not going to be a, there's not going to be, because I think like back in the eighties, I think the six billion, the fifth billion person was born. Um, so it's been 3 billion since the eighties, I think, but I think they said it's supposed to plateau and slow down. So we're not going to have 3 billion in the next 25 years. I think it's going to be more like 2 billion more, 
but 8 billion children in this world and they're trying to track it and they're trying to make sure they know exactly who the, who the 8 billionth child is that's born. Um, you know, that's a lot of people, right? That's a lot of people. It's a pretty big place, but and I don't know how, honestly, I don't know how they're going to accurately do. They may think they're accurate. Well, they did in, in the eighties, in the eighties, they literally had a, they had, in the eighties, they were tracking this too. I think what the article that's right on BBC news was like, um, they had like a camera and everything ready and they took a picture of the baby and everything when the baby was born. It was like the fifth million kid or something. It was like, well, did you track yeah. well fifth millionth birth on record. Because I believe there's still did births you say, that happen. Did you say billion or million? You said billion, right? Whatever oh, the number is. I was like, no, no I'm billion, sorry. Maybe billion, if I did, billion. I stand corrected. Uh, but whatever it is, they're keeping track of these are the births that they're aware of, that they're keeping records on, right? I think, aren't there some quite a few births that you think still take place that are off record, you know, in, um, in remote yeah, corners maybe, of the world? Give or, give or take. We're probably, whatever. We're probably at like 8 billion, like, you know, 200 million. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think we're going to run out of oxygen or anything like yeah. that. No, no, no. I'm not even trying to get <laughs> Oh, no, I'm not saying that's what you're saying. I'm just saying it's, uh, you know, it is. It's, it's, just, it's just in the news and I'm like, okay, that's news. Um, yeah. Like I said, I, I go on Google news and right before the show, uh, just to, just to check what's going on, just get a pulse for the world. Uh, but anyway, I think it's this is a great idea. show, Joe. Uh, I thought me and you covered a wide range of topics. Um, it wasn't yeah, it was too heavy. Yeah. I, thought it was, I thought it was good. I thought the flow was good. For our third show, I think we're picking up some steam here. We're gaining some momentum. Yeah. Um, I really like where the show's going. I hope the audience really likes it. Joe, I thank you for being on the show today. And uh, we'll probably be recording one or two more this week. We'll be releasing them. Uh, the show's... We're still going to have, we're still tweaking some things. There's going to be probably some music in the beginning. We're going to figure out an intro with some music. Uh, we're going to figure out, you know, different things, but um, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We're on TuneIn Radio. Um, it's Sean Matthews Podcast is the name. Uh, as you know, you're listening now. So you found it. Um, so, so everyone have a great evening or morning. Whenever you listen to this afternoon, me and Can Joe I just are say so one happy thing? to be doing this. And Joe has one last word. I just want to leave on a happy note on an upbeat note with a little joke, right? Ready? Knock, knock. Who's there? Not me. I'm out of here. Take care. It's been (laughs) nice. Take care. Bye-bye.